welcome to the New Mama podcast. I'm Lauren, a new mama to little Logan, and I'm here to share women's stories of pregnancy, birth, and motherhood. Spoiler alert, it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. We're talking about the ups and downs of motherhood through raw, vulnerable, no BS conversations, because in reality, you can't have a rainbow without a little rain. This podcast is here to be your friend, the friend I'd wish I'd had in my darkest times to remind me that I was not alone. And it's okay to not be okay. We're in this together and mama, you got this. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of the new mama podcast. Here with me today I have Liz Hunt. Liz is a teacher as well as mama to little two-year-old Tilly and nine-month-old Bailey. She lives in Sydney with her husband Duncan, used to do musical theatre and loves to sing but hasn't proven it yet at karaoke. So welcome Liz. Thank you. So where did the singing come from? Um, I don't know. When I was younger I kind of, um, I don't know how it came about. I just decided I wanted to go and take singing lessons one day. And um, I went and did that. And then from there, my singing teacher actually did musical theatre and she encouraged me to go and audition for a show. And the rest is history. I just kept performing really until the end of high school and then had kids. And I guess that hasn't been my priority anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah, love to get back into it one day. And do you think Tilly is going to follow in your footsteps? Who knows? She does live, love to sing The Lion King at the moment. Oh, so <laughs> I know, I know. She might, but if she doesn't want to, that's totally fine as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. Matt and I always say, you know, whatever Logan wants to pursue, that's fine. But I'm like, Matt, he's going to surf and he's going to play soccer 100%. <laughs> Yeah, that's the same with Bailey with cricket. So Duncan really wants Bailey to play cricket oh, when he's older. So yeah. um, I don't think he'll have a choice in that. No, no. So you're actually at work on your lunch break. So talk about being an efficient mum. Thank you for joining us. How's your day been so far? Yeah, not too bad. A bit busy running around doing drop-offs this morning. So early start and the kids are in two different places at the moment. So oh. Tilly's at daycare and Bailey's with family. Yeah. So I feel like I've been running around just, um, yeah, trying to start the day. You must be exhausted by the end of the day. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really lucky because the kids go down to bed at around 6.37 and oh. um, they're out for the night, which I'm so thankful for. Yeah, that's amazing. I do feel like because you've already had one, I feel like you were so good at getting Bailey into a routine. And in the mother's group chat, you'd say, oh, yeah, Bailey's gone down and he sleeps through the night. And I'm like, ah! do this oh well that definitely wasn't the case with Tilly she she was a good sleeper but we did have wake-ups um for the first couple of months and as any normal baby does but I did get in contact with a sleep consultant with her so I think I was a bit better prepared the second time around and I knew what was going on and I Mm. knew what was normal and not normal for my children I kind of felt like I knew what I was doing a bit better so that helps. Well, let's get into it then, considering we've already jumped on the subject of sleep. Um, yes, sorry to jump ahead. <laughs> Not at all. I also have to apologize. I have a dog with social anxiety that is at my feet. So if you hear snoring intermittently, I promise it's not me. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> so let's go back um, to, well, it would have been about three years ago that you conceived. Did you plan on conceiving Tilly when you did? So Duncan and I got married in the December of 2018 and we had always said once we were married we 
didn't mind what happened. So we were not trying to get pregnant, but were happy if it did and not too concerned if it didn't straight away. So I never actually tried to get pregnant. I didn't track my ovulation. Um, It never came to that. So um, we were very lucky and I fell pregnant. I think it was the February of 2019. So we'd only been married for two months and uh, um, yeah, we were already pregnant. So that was um, very lucky because I know that it doesn't happen that easy for a lot of people. That's the thing is you just don't know kind of on the back end, like how fertile you are, how fertile your partner is when you're ovulating, all of that kind of stuff. I do feel like it's just random. I think it is as well. Yeah. I had no idea about when I was ovulating. I had no idea about how fertile I was. It's just, it just happened. Yeah. And do you remember finding out? I remember finding out. So I knew that I was pregnant. I, I felt it in my body that I was pregnant at four weeks. Wow. So, um, I know very early. (laughs) Um, and I knew from the four weeks because I was sick um, and my boobs were sore. They were the first indications to me that I was pregnant. Um, And I had to even tell one of my work colleagues that I was quite close with at that four-week mark because I was running out going to be sick many times a day from that four-week mark, which, um, yeah, was the first indication that Mm. I was um, pregnant. Yeah, I was exactly the same. I was so sick with Logan and I knew straight away. I don't know if it was at the four week mark. I can't even remember now. It seems like so long ago. Um, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. And I like, I, I think something in me just knew. And I remember my mom saying the same thing with all of her kids. She said she just knew. And I think a lot of women do just have that intuition. Yeah. Definitely. And then it was the same with Bailey as well. I knew pretty much from the four week mark that I was pregnant and it was a little bit of a surprise that I was pregnant with (laughs) Bailey because Tilly was only around six months old when I fell pregnant with Bailey. Wow. So I know we did want the age gap to be a little bit bigger, but you don't know how long it's going to take. And we thought we were lucky the first time around. We didn't think we'd be as lucky the second time around to fall pregnant so quickly. Yeah. But um, we were very lucky yet again. And now we've got a 15 and a half month age gap. Oh, that must be quite nice. Is it? Or is it stressful? Um, It's lovely. The kids absolutely adore each other. Um, But yeah, it's stressful at times. I've got two under two. um, (laughs) Yeah. Three under three. Oh yeah, no, no, that's not going to happen. Let's hope not. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's just crazy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So you knew you were pregnant at four weeks. How was the rest of your pregnancy with Tilly? Uh, With Tilly, I was kind of sick up until about the 16 to 20 week mark. I think it started to ease around the 16 week mark, but I still wasn't 100% from that point. I thought that it would get easier and... It did towards the end. I think my third trimester was probably my best trimester. I was energetic. I was happy and wasn't sick anymore, which was very nice. But I had (laughs) a relatively easy pregnancy other than the sickness. Yeah. And did you seek any support for the sickness in terms of medication or um, mental health? Yeah. So I saw my obstetrician throughout and he had given me, I think it was Maxilon and Ondansetron. I think I tried both um, medications to see which one was working. I can't remember which one was the one that I preferred, Mm. but one of them made me feel a little bit worse. So I switched between the two at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I remember 
I had Maxilon initially, and I think the Maxilon is more to settle your stomach. Um, and I think the Ondansetron is the one they give to cancer patients for their nausea because it sends yeah. messages to your brain to tell you that you're not sick when you are. So it's I think it's they they work completely differently. Yeah, I think it might have been the Ondansetron that worked better for me, to be honest. Yeah, tricked your brain into thinking you weren't nauseous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But that's what you need. You just need something to take that um, nausea away because oh, yeah. sometimes it's so terrible. Yeah. But it's all worth it in the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, after for- <laughs> 41 and a bit weeks of sickness, I was just so glad not to be pregnant anymore. So speaking yes. of not being pregnant anymore, how was Tilly's birth? So um, we got to 40 weeks mm-hmm. and then I went into my obstetrician appointment. I think it was the 39 weeks and six days I was there. And he said, oh, she's still sitting a little bit high. So I went and had a, um, a another ultrasound just to see if things were going to progress soon or where they weren't really sure what was going on. But I went and had that ultrasound and the results were that she wasn't coming anytime soon. So he said to me, you can either wait it out another two weeks Mm -hmm. or um, you can have an elective cesarean. It's your choice. Um, And I decided to have an elective cesarean because at that point I felt really big and I was over being pregnant. Um, And I just wanted my baby girl because we knew what we were having. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I had her at 40 weeks in one day. So I literally had my obstetrician appointment at that 40 week mark. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the next day he's like, come in at seven o'clock tomorrow morning and you'll have your baby girl. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. I know. I know. So I um, have actually never experienced labor, which is pretty interesting. The fact that I've had two kids, but I've never actually gone into natural labor. Yeah. I think my mother-in-law was the same. She had two cesarean sections with Matt and his sister. Yeah. So when I obviously told her I was in labor for 52 hours she was just like no no that is not for me and I know so many people that do opt for a cesarean section and at least then you know that they're gonna arrive safely and everything's controlled and there's not that kind of unknown element is that something that was important to you um not necessarily in the beginning I didn't think too much about it with Tilly's pregnancy I Mm. wasn't too worried whether I was going to have a um, natural birth or a cesarean it wasn't something that I was really strong for or against yeah I think that's the thing is you have to go in with an open mind and I think it's you know if if people are really set on having a natural birth I think that's great but you have to trust the professionals at the end of the day and you have to go with your gut as well if you just wanted to bring her into the world safely then I think that's awesome yeah that's exactly how it was um and I never even had a birth plan or anything I was like whatever the medical professionals say that's what I'm gonna do yeah so I had a lot of trust in my obstetrician yeah that's amazing so how was your recovery from your c-section um the first time around it was quite okay I don't remember it being too bad yes you're in a little bit of pain because um sudden movements and you've just had surgery so there were certain things like getting out of bed or trying to make it to the toilet by yourself in those first couple of days Mm. that was a little bit challenging but Overall, I think I had a pretty good recovery. It was, um, yeah, not quite as bad as I expected it to be. Yeah, awesome. That's so good. And again, is that because you didn't have any expectations or? Maybe. 
maybe I don't know I don't know what was the reason for that I just went in and did what I was supposed to do yeah it sounds like you definitely had the right mindset in kind of just trusting the obstetrician trusting your body trusting the journey yeah for sure so obviously she arrived safely into the world how did you find becoming a new mum I found it quite easy to be honest because I had a lot of support So at the time we were living with my parents because we were in the mix of um, buying and renting and it just happened to be that we were living with my parents at the time. Um, So I had a lot of support, which was very nice. So I could hand over when I needed to. Um, Mm. I'm very grateful for that. But then there (laughs) became the point of um, sleep, which is... Mm interesting because I knew nothing about how babies slept not many of my friends have had children mm-hmm. so I really hadn't been around little babies or known much about how they're supposed to sleep and how much they're supposed to sleep and all of that sort of yeah. stuff so we got to around the four month mark and Tilly went through the four month sleep progression <laughs> and that's when I um, enlisted the help of a sleep consultant because mm. she went to waking every going down for a nap for 20 minutes and then waking up and then going down for 20 minutes and waking up again. And it was not what I needed. I'm very much an organized person and Mm. I like routine. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't know that there was such thing as a routine for a baby. And Mm. once I discovered that it changed my life. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. It's funny that regression, isn't it? Because I feel like what is it the four month regression and the eight month regression there's all the leaps there's all the development milestones I feel like there's all this teething there's always something there is always something with babies and you don't know because they can't communicate to you what is exactly going on no so you enlisted um the help of a sleep consultant how did you choose who to go with so during the time it was during the first outbreak of COVID so um It was at the very start of that and I had no choice but to use a phone consult because you weren't allowed to have people come into your house and you weren't allowed to go and sleep somewhere else. It was, yeah, yeah, very much revolved around the fact that I needed to have a phone consult. I pretty much did my research through Instagram and Facebook, just had a look around, followed a couple of people and saw what they had to say. And then I saw that someone had recommended someone in Adelaide and that's who I ended up using because it didn't matter where the person was. Yeah, um, It was going to be a phone consult anyways. But, yeah, she was absolutely lovely and she contacted me. I was able to message her throughout the day, throughout the night. She was pretty much there 24-7 for me if I needed her, which was amazing. Even through the night? Yeah, there were some nights where she would say, okay, I'm available tonight because she was doing a consult with somebody else. So because Adelaide wasn't in lockdown during that time, she was able to go to other people's houses and still do um, Mm. their night consults. So there were certain nights where she was available, which was very lucky. Oh, how good. Because I feel like the time when you need people like that the most is actually at night when you're at your wits end and you're just so sleep deprived and desperate yeah yeah I was quite lucky Tilly slept so well during the night it was mainly her day sleeps Mm. so it was just that we couldn't get out of the house because she'd sleep for the 20 minutes and then be up again and then I'd try and get her out of the house and she wouldn't fall asleep and yeah but then once that got under control I think everything just fell into place which was good And she's a good sleeper now? 
she's an amazing sleeper. She, oh, um, we pop her down at probably 6.30 or 7 o'clock and then we get her up at 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my gosh, that is amazing. I know. <laughs> I know. Not that she's not that she sleeps until 7, but she might stay in her cot and just chat to herself. Or <sighs> she has a little comforter and she plays around with that. But as long as she's happy, I'm happy to leave her in there until 7 because then yeah. she knows we start our day yeah. at 7 o'clock. Oh, how good. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. So did you plan on conceiving Bailey? I know you mentioned that he was a bit of a surprise. Were, were you just taking the same approach as Tilly and just not trying not to fall pregnant? Yeah, pretty much. We kind of said we wouldn't mind maybe an 18-month age gap Mm. around that mark, whether it be take us a little bit longer, we're not too concerned, Um, but we weren't expecting like (laughs) the first month that we said, let's just see how we go to fall pregnant. So it was a bit of a shock. (laughs) What was your husband's reaction when you were like, oh no, Duncan, my boobs hurt again. I feel sick. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, I said to him, I said, I think I'm pregnant. And he goes, well, go and take a test. Like, just go and do it. Oh, so so pragmatic of the meal. I know. I know. (laughs) Prove it. He's like, well, just go and take a test. I'm like, okay. So I went and did it. I went in, this was at night. I, um, had a shower, I took a pregnancy test and I was like, it's not going to be, it might not be positive because usually it's like the first one in the morning. It's usually the most positive. And I was like, if it doesn't come up positive, then that's fine. Mm. But it did come up positive. And I was like, okay, so we will see how we go. So then I took another test in the morning because I was thinking, oh, maybe it's not right. Like you just don't know. Maybe it was a false positive. So I took another one in the morning and I was actually with my mum that morning and I went and took it out to her because she was looking after Tilly and she just looked at me and she's like oh my goodness (laughs) she she could not believe it I think she was in more shock than I was but um oh how funny I know I just said to her I said oh I think you need to look after Tilly this morning I need to go to the doctors (laughs) and she's gone oh my gosh yeah so it was um not planned but an exciting surprise yeah, for sure. And did you find out the sex for the second one too? Yes, we did. So yep. um, I thought that it was a boy from the beginning. We both did. Um, oh. And then to find out it was a boy, we were like, oh, that's very exciting. Now we've got one of each. Oh, yes. How, what were, You just had a gut feeling it was a boy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think my pregnancies were very much the same. Like I was sick from the start. So I'm not sure what made me think it was a boy I guess it's a 50 50 guess anyway so (laughs) that's true yes maybe it's that whole you know channel what you want and then you'll get it maybe that's what happened yes maybe (laughs) (laughs) and so your pregnancy was very similar with Bailey yeah for sure so um, I was sick up until maybe the 20 week mark rather than that 16 to 20 um, yeah, I was sick a little bit longer, but I think that I didn't have time to think about it too much because I had another little one running around. Yeah. So I don't think the sickness was as bad, but it lasted longer. Yeah. No, I just did a episode last week with Beth and she said exactly the same thing with having Oscar first. I think it took her mind off being sick and not feeling well. Yeah, at all. for sure. When you've got a little one running around, I don't think you have time <laughs> to stop. And it's nah. when you do stop, that's when you feel sick. Yeah, very true. And so did you, you would have gone back to work from Tilly, did you? Yeah. So I went back to work for 
just under half a year. Yeah. Um, I just did two days a week for a while. And then um, because I work in a school, it was school holidays just before Bailey was born. So I was lucky that um, my mat leave really started from the start of school holidays. And then he was born in just before the start of school year this year. Yeah. And you had a scheduled cesarean, did you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, because my pregnancies were so close in time, they Mm. suggested that I have another cesarean because there's a lot of risk in um, tears and that sort of stuff of the scar if you were to try a natural birth. Mm -hmm. They said that I could do it, but it was up to me whether I wanted to make that like risk. And to me, it wasn't worth it. I was quite happy to have another cesarean. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it all went well. And yeah, so he was born at 38 weeks and two days. They wanted to make sure that I didn't go into labor Mm -hmm. because then I would have ended up having an emergency cesarean, Mm. um, which is a bit of a different process. And then, um, yeah, he was all fine. We went into theater and everything went to plan. But when they pulled Bailey out, the obstetrician said to me, oh, there were two knots in his cord. And oh. that was a bit of shock. I know that was a bit of a shock to me. I've gone, oh, what does that mean? Like I was in shock lying on the bed going, I didn't know this. Why didn't you know this? Yeah. And they said, oh, we just didn't know from the ultrasound. It's obviously something they couldn't see. Mm. But they did say to me um, when we were back up in the rooms and recovery, I asked the question, I said, why did that happen? what would have happened if I went into labor and they said that you probably would have lost him if Mm. you went into labor because those night those knots would have tightened and um as you contracted so and that would have restricted all the blood flow and yeah so I'm actually very very thankful that it happened for a reason that I was supposed to have an elective cesarean I literally I'm lost for words I don't even know what to say that's awful I know I didn't even know they could not inside like was he doing somersaults or? Yeah, yeah, it must have been. So, yeah, he must have just do- been doing flips and flips when he was small enough to because mm. really as they get bigger, they're not going to be able to tie knots, you wouldn't think. Like not even just one but two. Two. It's the first. That's a good effort. Yeah, so the obstetrician said that he has never seen two knots and me being the person I am, as soon as I got back up to my phone, I went on to Dr. Google and I've <laughs> gone <laughs> two knots like what is this what's the implications of this and they said all the research says that it's just very rare and there's nothing that comes of it but yeah bit of a surprise yeah I'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason and you were meant to have that scheduled cesarean section wow so how was Tilly when Bailey arrived home so she got to come to the hospital which was very nice so it was during yeah. the time where you weren't allowed to have any visitors, but we snuck her in. Things had eased. <laughs> yeah. No, so things were eased and you were allowed to have siblings come in and it was just siblings. So um, my parents came and dropped her at the front door and my husband went and picked her up from the front door of the hospital and brought her yeah. up. And I think she was in a little bit of shock thinking, oh, the bubba's not in mummy's belly anymore. Oh. So she, like, she didn't really know what was going on. I guess she was a little bit too young to understand yeah but no she absolutely adored him and they yeah they absolutely love each other that is so sweet so sweet yeah so have you had any struggles along the way with having the two of them um in the early days I think it was 
okay for maybe the first couple of weeks and then my husband went back to work Mm. and I think that there were some days where I would cry and I'd say you need to come home as soon as you are finished and I need you to take over yeah because I'm tired I'm exhausted I just need to have a break yeah and I think that was the hardest thing is that I just don't have much time to myself no especially having having a toddler because I assume Tilly was walking by this point yes yeah having a toddler and then having a newborn like it's hard enough having a newborn let alone another little person that you're responsible for I know I know and um like when I was feeding I had to try and occupy her and it was yeah just trying to find the right balance of Mm -hmm. how much time can I spend with each child and yeah it's very much a juggling act with two little ones Mm. but we've um, come to where we are now and everything's really good we're in a good routine and I'm able to let them play together which is really nice and um, I think Tilly's that little bit older now where she can help a little bit more which is really good too oh has she changed a nappy (laughs) <laughs> not quite but she can go she can go and get a nappy for me if I go and ask her yeah so that's good yeah <laughs> and you had a bit of a scare with Bailey were you all right to share with the listeners what happened with him yeah so um he was really good when he was born and um we didn't have very many issues feeding or gaining weight or any of that sort of stuff and then it came to around the three month mark and he just started vomiting quite often and I thought oh maybe it's just a little bit of reflux Tilly had something similar and she used to do little vomits after her feeds and Mm. um, she was diagnosed with reflux so I thought oh maybe it's something similar Um, we'll just see how he goes he's not unsettled he's quite happy he's always been really happy and I just left it and then it came maybe a couple of weeks and it was still happening and it was happening more so I took him up to the doctor just to the GP and I said he's vomiting a fair bit is there something I can do can you give me a referral to the pediatrician and he's like oh if he's vomiting that much maybe you should take him up to emergency Mm. so I took him up to the hospital and the hospital pretty much said oh I think it's reflux here's some medication for reflux off you go Mm -hmm. and I've gone something doesn't feel right like I think when you become a mum, you just have this gut instinct of you know your kids and you know when something's not right. Mm -hmm. So I called around and I had a friend that was a midwife and she said if he's losing weight, because at this point he was losing weight, if he's losing weight and vomiting, that's not normal for a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, You should go and get a second opinion. So the next day we went to the children's hospital and they were amazing that day he vomited I think it was like 38 times Mm. I was tracking it so I felt like no one would believe me how much he's vomiting because Mm. he's such a little baby Mm -hmm. like I just he wasn't keeping anything down and because he was so happy I don't think people could see that he was sick unless they actually saw him being sick like yeah. yeah so um that day we spent in emergency and I was there for maybe 12 hours in emergency and he was vomiting and every time he would vomit I'd call the nurse and I'd say he's vomited here like here it is Mm. so that they could see um and then we spent the next I think it was around 12 days in hospital after that and we had test after test and 
nothing came of it. They could not find what was wrong with him. So even now they still don't know what, what happened? They still don't know what's wrong. We weighed him every single morning in hospital and he was still losing weight in hospital. I was told to um, stop breastfeeding and let's give him a formula which was um, for allergies because maybe he had an allergy Mm. to cow's milk or something and it was easier for them to test that if he was having a prescription formula rather than tracking my diet, which was a bit of a shock to me because emotionally I was already... Um, not in a good headspace knowing that my kid's in hospital and then I think Mm. when you're told that you should stop breastfeeding and your emotions um, run wild again so that was a bit of a hard little turn of events yeah yeah but then he had test after test and then he's still on a prescription formula but we've started introducing some things and he's not vomiting anymore really so oh that's great I know but it's a bit strange that we still can't figure out what was wrong it's just it's so hard isn't it especially as you said earlier when they're so little and they can't tell you what's wrong yeah that's exactly right he can't be like mom I've got a sore tummy or mom that dairy made me feel funny like it's just trial and error and tests but for sure it's it's tough when they still don't have an answer yeah and then when we're in hospital he ended up on a nasogastric tube Mm. so um, they were feeding him through that because they wanted him to gain weight and they wanted to make sure that it was actually getting into his stomach properly. Yeah. So we spent a couple of nights with the nasogastric tube and he was gaining heaps of weight from that, which oh, was great. really good. Yeah. Um, and then we went home and he also had the tube when we came home as well Yeah. for maybe a week. And then um, we had another appointment with the pediatrician and they said, okay, we can start to wean him off it. And yeah, it's been good since then, which is great. Yeah. Oh gosh, it would have been so stressful. I remember a few weeks, uh, maybe two or three weeks ago now, bearing in mind Logan's bigger and older than what Bailey was when he was in hospital, Matt had to take Logan to emergency. And at this point, because of COVID, we're only allowed one parent in. So Matt's a lot more kind of level-headed and less emotional than I am. So he obviously went in and was with him and it's same thing. He was projectile vomiting. He had a fever. He just did not look well at all, was a bit limp. His breathing was very weird, like quite heavy. And they did a few tests and checks and stuff. And they just said that he had a virus. And then a few days later, he came out in this massive rash. And I didn't realize that after a virus, they get a rash. So it's all these new things and new realms that you're not used to. And as you said, you go on Dr. Google and, you know, it tells you the worst case scenario, but at least he's better now. But yeah, I think it's tough when they're in the hospital and you're not, you're not getting answers. Yeah, it's very tough. And you just, you have so many people come and see them and you just think, why can't someone tell me like it's, they get the team of the the gastric team to come out and they say no that's not our department they checked Mm. his eyes to see if there was any pressure behind his eyes and they're like no that's not the problem and then you go for another test and no that's not the problem and yeah it's you just wish there was a simple answer for things sometimes oh yeah for sure especially when it's medical it's such a complex area to find the root cause of something that you know is Mm -hmm. is making them unwell as the mom you just want to protect them I know, I know. But at least he's doing better now and he's putting on weight. And I swear to God, I have never seen him not smiling. <laughs> he is just such a happy baby all the time. Um, yet yeah, he rarely cries. And if he does, it's because 
till he's taken a toy off him. Yeah. Like yeah. he's, yeah, he's just such a happy boy. Yeah. That's so sweet. So what has been the best thing for you about becoming a mum? Oh, just the love that you have for your own kids. I don't think there's anything to describe the feeling of being a mum yeah. until you are one. You yeah, there's just so many little things that you see every single day that amaze you, like watching them grow, watching them be able to crawl, to figure out how to hold things. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's just being a mum is just amazing. Yeah. I don't think there's a better job in the world, to be honest. No, and you say that and you work with kids on the daily. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I completely agree. And it's funny because yeah, I've got nieces and I've got a nephew on the way and I obviously love them and I was like oh my god my heart's so full I love them so much but when you have your own and they're half you half your partner it's like a whole other level of love it's crazy it is absolutely crazy and seeing their little personalities come out is yeah yeah it's so good so last question for you what is one piece of advice that you would give to a new mum or someone that's about to become a mum I think trust your gut and don't take advice from everybody. I think that you can listen to lots of other people tell you how to be a mum, mm. but you know deep down how you want to parent your children and you know what's right and wrong. Yeah. Um, you can listen, but you don't always have to do what people say. Great piece of advice. It's funny, isn't it? Because as adults, we are all so different, yet there's an expectation that you have to be the perfect parent. And it's like, what is the perfect parent? There's no real answer to it. Everyone is so completely different. Every child is different. Yeah. Do you think your style has changed from Tilly to Bailey or have you been consistent throughout? I think that I've become a lot more relaxed with Bailey. Yeah, okay. Myself, I am such an organized person and my friends know that I am always half an hour early to every event (laughs) and um, people laugh at me because we go out for play dates with Tilly's mum's group and I'm there 10-15 minutes always before the others and I'm the one with two kids but I'm still there early but I feel like I'm just um, I don't know whether I've just become yeah a bit more relaxed in I don't need to have everything right all the time Mm. It's okay if I forget wipes. I can go to the shop and get wipes on my way if I need to. Yeah. You know what? You saying that about you arriving early, I actually think you've been there before me to every mother's group thing that we've had. (laughs) I think that's myself as a person though. I just have to be early. Is that the teacher in you? Probably. If I'm not early, (laughs) I'm late in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. I'm quite anal like that too, in that I have to be on time. Like if Matt and I are running five minutes late, I start like hyperventilating and he's like, Lauren, like it will be fine. No one's going to judge you for being late, but I just can't, I can't handle it. That is me a hundred percent. Like if (laughs) if we have to be somewhere at one o'clock and it's half an hour away, we will leave 45 minutes to an hour before we have to be there. How does Duncan feel about that? Oh, I think he's used to it now. In (laughs) In the beginning, he was probably a bit more like, don't worry about it. It's fine. But I think that's just something that he just knows that that's me and um, we just do that and it's all right. Well, that is the girl that he married and that is the mother to his two beautiful children. So he knew what he was getting in for. (laughs) That's it. So thank you so much, Liz, for joining me on the podcast today. It's been so lovely chatting to you and hearing your birth stories and all of the trials and tribulations that you faced along the way. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the New Mama podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe to hear future episodes or share with a friend. 
Otherwise, if you'd like to share your story, send me a DM via Instagram at New Mama Podcast. And remember, it's okay to not be okay. We're in this together and mama, you got this.